Alrighty, good evening everybody. That's right, we are on the air with the Powwows Pops. That's right, I'm Pops. It is Friday, January 20th in the year of our 2017. It is 9.17 in the p.m. I'm so glad that you guys are here this evening. Uh, tonight, I have someone um, who I really haven't had a chance to uh, acquaint myself with uh, on any uh, other level than saying hello and smiling at each other and pleasantries like we do here in Gainesville, like we're all so good at it, it seems, you know. Uh, we are, uh, it seems even if we don't really have a chance to talk, we're still a family, you know, as long, it's like a weirdo, it's the weirdo group, you know, it's a group of weirdos, as Jake Crown likes to call us, it's like just a bunch of weirdos, and uh and that is the gentleman I have this evening with me is... Matt Walker. And he is the author of a book that he just uh, came out with. It's about the local Gainesville scene called... Gainesville Punk, A History of Bands and Music. Wow, okay. So, in your book, I'm just going to I'm gonna hit you up straight from the beginning <laughs> real quick. Uh, what eras did you cover? Uh, 1980 through roughly the mid... 2000, like up until 2006 or so, kind of okay. tapered off. What made you decide to do that part? Or those, those that, the, the that time those, span? Yeah, that time span. Um, well, I, uh, I kind of, ha I, it was basically trying to figure out what the history of the punk scene in Gainesville was. Okay. And kind of poking around a little bit, it kind of seemed like it really started with Roach Motel. Yeah. And they kind of formed in 8081. Um, and it was kind of like there were some other kind of punk rumblings around before that yeah. but they seemed to be the first band that kind of had a, an impact big enough that kind of carried through into stuff that's going on now in a way like totally. it's, it, it's kind of started that through line and in 2006 I decided to end it around there 2005-2006 because as I was writing it well, for one thing there was a, a space constraint from the publisher oh okay it, I probably would have made the book twice as long if I could have. Right. Uh, so it's it's a little short. I, I will admit to that, but it's kind of I was working with a with a constraint. But um, but so there's that that aspect. But also as I got closer to like contemporary times, it started to feel less like history. Yeah. And it was harder to have a perspective on what would right. rise to the top to be historical. You know, like totally. I moved here in 2006, and so it's kind of started to get into like my friends bands and stuff and it's right. like it was less objective at that point and it also seemed like you had to cut it off somewhere so yeah where'd you move from uh well i grew i was born and raised in valdosta georgia okay about an hour and a half two hours north okay um and i lived there my whole life you never saw any of my old bands out there did you were old bands uh someday soon in the get down we played at the pizza place the, the, the old seen, house. I feel like, a, yeah. Uh, it was me, Vito. Tom Lacrasto, and Brad Bullifont. I feel like I saw. We were like a dancey trio band with electronic. I like, feel like I saw the get down there. Yeah, yeah I must have. Yeah. What was the other one? And the other one was Someday Soon. We played with Blood Shovel at an office building. Whoa. Really? Yeah. What, what office building? Wait, I was at almost every Blood Shovel show. Yeah, we played with them. What year was that? Uh, in Valdosta? Yeah. I'm trying to remember where it was. Someday soon? Yeah. That was like 98. I went to, yeah. That I was went 98, to like all those shows. That we, was when we also played at another, like, there was this really huge warehouse. It was like a really tall warehouse. And 
we just played in the middle of it and there was just people <laughs> standing all around you know it's just like a regular warehouse show it was like we played three shows in Valdosta that's yeah and I always enjoyed the shows there and I always had a really uh, fun. uh I always found it it was like I was always I like the fact that it was such a small place but it had such a big feel with the music scene to it like yeah. it really you guys seemed to really um you knew what to do. It seemed like one of those towns where you're like, no, fucking music's going to be the thing here. Like, it was like the people who were into it were so happy to have stuff going on that they would go to every show and stuff. Like, right. Blood Shovel was kind of the first, like, when I first got into punk and underground music and stuff, um, it was right when Blood Shovel was forming, and I became friends with those guys. I'm still friends with them. Oh, okay. Like, they're my good buddies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, like, I would go to their shows and be like, what is this? Because, I, I mean, I didn't even get into or know about underground music music that wasn't on the radio until yeah. after my senior year in high school okay so so I got into it late for so so what was your what was your middle school to like 12th grade what was your like radio listening did you just were you just a guy that just turned on the radio did you actually go out and buy no, stuff? I was into music like, so what was your what was, was your main music thing? I probably I mean ACDC. I guess it would be grunge at the time, grunge I mean, I graduated, okay, so okay. graduated high school in '97. So middle school okay. to high school was like that was a big part of your growth period. Then. Yeah, okay. like Nirvana was like I was like, what? I mean, before yeah, yeah. that, I was into Guns N' Roses and stuff. Okay, I was always into music, but uh, growing up in South Georgia, I didn't really know. There were some kids. Now I know there were some kids who kind of knew about the other stuff going yeah, on, yeah. but I didn't. I wasn't tuned into aware it. Aware of it, yeah. And uh, like I. <coughs> Yeah, like grunge stuff, Nirvana and uh, Pearl Jam. But then, like, I had a buddy who, like, gave me some Dinosaur Junior CDs. And I was like, this is pretty kind of edgy because it wasn't, like, super mainstream back, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And then, yeah, like, right, kind of right when I graduated high school, I was hanging out with some friends who who were, like, pretty tuned into, like, punk and hardcore stuff. Cool. Then I got into that. But I was, that was kind of when I was like, oh, this is, I love music, but this is what I was really looking for. Right, right. Like, in high school, I was kind of all over the map and didn't really. You were just know. trying to find you like every other yeah. dude in high school, yeah. just trying to find yourself. You're pulling, yeah. you're pulling from everywhere. Yeah, I was looking I, pre- I think I pretended for a long. I, I just could have sworn. I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm, I was laughing about it. I was like, I could have sworn for the longest time. I, I had, I had my version of Fonzie. Yeah. Like I, you know, like that was my, that was my, my thing. You know, yeah, like, like it was Fonzie, but no one could tell because it was my version of Fonzie. Right. That was you know, your I didn't influence. go, hey, or anything. That was like, like your secret. Yeah, like, that was like my secret thing. Yeah. Like I, like I, I wasn't cool enough, so I had to pull from this yeah, yeah, guy yeah. who I thought was cool. Yeah. And and kind of take this persona and act this <laughs> yeah. way because I didn't know what the fuck cool was. Right. You know, the whole coolest thing I knew. I mean, this is in the '80s, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, Happy Days was still yeah. on fucking on TV. He's a cool Miami Vice and shit. You know, yeah. it's like I am pulling from all these weird. Yeah. These machismo weird things, you know, and it's like... I didn't really realize it at the time that you're trying to... You know, I didn't realize I was trying... I mean, maybe I wasn't trying that hard to figure it out, but I was just, you know, yeah, you got... Like, I had a, you know, a Grateful Dead CD I would listen to, and then I would listen to Nirvana. Like, you're just... It's all... You're taking it all in. Yeah, yeah. Figuring it out. Yeah, you're trying to figure out. I remember going through a stage where I... I remember one time I had... I I can I remember sitting down, and I had a Guns N' Roses Appetite, and then I had a Steppenwolf tape, (laughs) and then I had a Bach... Yeah. So I listen. I was listening to classical. Yeah. And late '60s, like psychedelic. Yeah. And then GNR Appetite. Yeah. And I loved all three. Yeah. And I was like, "Am I weird for liking all three of these?" You know, like that yeah. was the weird thing because I love punk too. Yeah. But I was like, "Am I weird for liking this stuff too?" Because like 
a lot of kids that I thought, you know, like a lot of stringent, like we're growing up there, sort of stringent punk kids and skinheads and stuff like that. It was like very strict. Right. There was no going out of the boundaries. Well, actually, yeah, I would go. I should go back and say, I I did uh, like, I kind of like I said, I didn't really. I wouldn't say that I was aware of the actual underground yeah. punk culture until I was 18, but I probably, I started skateboarding when I was young, Okay. and uh, I, I had some exposure to it, but I mean, there was like, those kids were into everything from Metallica to like Red Hot Chili Peppers to, right. was kind of, that was even DRI, kind of everything. I didn't even, well, even DRI was a little bit, I didn't know about like Oh, okay, that. okay. But um, old too. <laughs> Those are but old. Like, that's my generation. Yeah. It's an old I, fart shit. But like, I remember like, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. But I mean, I, I kind of always was pushing to figure out how to kind of get out of the mainstream a little bit. But yeah, I just yeah. didn't know about it. And where did, um, where it was? Yeah, like you? I said, I skateboarded. I wasn't good. I mean, I didn't. By the time I was in high school, I probably never picked up a skateboard because <laughs> right. I was so bad. Um, and I, but I did. I started playing it. I always loved music, uh, okay. no matter what. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Talking about the exclusivity thing. Yeah. Like when I was skateboarding, like that's when I like found Metallica, and it was like still right. their good, like their like like Justice for All, Kill 'Em All. And stuff right. Was still kind of. It was before the Black Album, right before the Black Album. But um, but I remember thinking like, well, I like this, but does that mean? I'm not supposed to like this Dwight Yoakam album that right. I that I still feel like I like. Yeah, like, yeah, I think, yeah. It was like, can yeah. I like all of this? Yeah. Um, but I always liked music a lot. I started playing guitar when I was like 15. What made um, you? What pulled you to that? Like, what guitar? made you want to play guitar? Um, well, I was I always liked music a lot. Maybe I was 14, but um, but it never like occurred to me. Well, I took piano lessons when I was young for a couple of years, but did you find it? Um, did you find it? Uh, did you find that you took to it pretty easily? Well, I don't know because I don't know what to compare it to, you know. But right, I had a. But what? I mean, got, did you feel pretty comfortable with it pretty quick? Like, did you feel like okay, this I is I something was, I liked? Oh yeah, I loved it. So, so you, so, like, so see, that's what I'm getting at with the artistic stuff here. It's yeah. like there's an artist. There's some about artistic people. And this is the core of like my powwow. This is yeah. where I'm trying to get out with, and what I'm trying to find out between all these different types of art that people do, and how well, and how much we're really all just simply the same artist in so many yeah. ways. You know what I mean? Like there's a connection because we're all trying to find that uh, that that thing that that you know is going to make you happy, and then make those around you happy at the same time. Yeah. You know where you want to share it. Yeah. You know you're like God. I want to share this with you so much. You know yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Is that what drove I, you to get into the guitar and that kind of stuff? I think or? I didn't realize about what you're talking about, that drive, until just the past few years. You know, you're not you're not self-aware about some things when you're younger. Right. Um, but when I got into the guitar... I like the bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had... Me and my buddies were into music. I had a good friend uh, named David Herndon who got a guitar when he was like... We were 14 or 15. What I don't kind remember of guitar exactly what it was. What did you start with? He got a guitar. He just got an acoustic guitar. Mm. And I went over to his house one day, like for okay. Christmas or his birthday. He's like, look, I got this. He's like, my friend or somebody taught him like three chords. And I was like, and so he could play like Wild Thing or something. Okay. And, I was, and it like blew my mind. It's like, you can do that? Does that mean I could do that? Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, and so he, you didn't know... Even though you played piano, you didn't realize that guitar was like the same thing almost. Like it was different. I played piano when I was like seven or eight for just a couple of years, but it was just like learning scales and learning chords. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and playing that, old, that, playing that, that old songs. Really, and, that gets, but that's very important in writing in guitar. It, as it well, might have right? helped. I mean, maybe it helped. With I mean, because I, I find, I mean, because I find it's funny because like George Ravello, like you would know, he plays piano. He oh, yeah. plays guitar. Yeah. You know, and it's like they. It's he told me like that's the thing. They go together because the it notes probably does the noting, transfer because you transfers. have to learn how to operate your fingers well, independently. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of has. It's it's like. You're doing what a guitar would do, but you're just doing it just like yeah. this, you know. Like, but I hadn't connected the piano to, because I wasn't. I mean, I did piano when I was so young. I don't yeah. think I had my own taste in music. So by the time I got to that point in my when I was a teenager, my yeah. friend like showed me how to play three chords. I was like, this is amazing. And so, uh, so I got an acoustic guitar just like for okay. my birthday or something. Um, and then shortly after that, I was like, this is like cool, but it's not as like rocking, is I'm it? not. Yeah, I want that. And so thing. then, for like for a Christmas or something, I, my mom got me like a pawn shop, like Fender Stratocaster nice. knockoff, and yeah. like a little tiny practice amp. And I was like, oh, there, that sounds good. Like yeah. with the distortion, ding, and yeah, ding, yeah. Um, so yeah, I started playing guitar. Uh, me and my buddies played in the. I guess it was our junior year in high school. We played in the Miss VHS Beauty Pageant. Oh wow! We played a played as a band. It was yeah. me and my friend David who taught me the first guitar chords and this other guy I've never seen since then I can't remember his name and uh, Jonathan Cootie from Ninja Gun yeah, yeah. you know him yeah. um, it was the first time I met him my friend Dave was like I know this guy Jonathan Cootie who plays bass and he could play in our band and we played uh, in the beauty pageant and we played one song that David wrote and we played a Nirvana cover yeah and uh, it was probably terrible but it was fun yeah. man that Valdosta accent that, that you have. Can you hear it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. hear it. Do I sound like I have an accent, like a southern accent? Not to me. See, it's weird. I went up to New York last year. because I you go out of the south, everybody thinks you do. Well, even Tom McCraster used to be my roommate here for 20 years. You know, I went up there, he's like, you sound like a hick. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, That's no. Funny. I was like, I think I sound totally normal. You know, like, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Because I'm from New England. Yeah. And I say aunt. Yeah. But I also say y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of... Florida is really weird that way. Yeah. I grew up in Sarasota. You wouldn't think the southern... But it's like, there's... Sarasota is weird. It's like anything past... Outside the... Anything past the beach, everything turns really rednecky. That's yeah, the way all quick. Florida is, right? Yeah, right. You have the, you have the coast. Yeah. And then in Art, Artist people, and then we hate artist people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like pretty much what it's yeah. like. So, okay, then... Um, so, you... You, you learn how to play guitar 14, 15. Yeah. Around that time, I mean, you're teaching learned. yourself. I mean, I was yeah, learning. you're learning. Yeah. Um, and you get a and you get a pawn shop guitar, yeah. and your first amp, and you're like, oh shit, this is the sound. So you start getting that tingle in the huevos. I'm guessing. Huh? You know that tingle in the yeah. huevos that you get from that first. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're oh like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And you're like, awesome. this is what I'm talking about. Um, so did you did you did you try to start writing music right away? Did you or did you and your friends did you get with your friends or did you just just um, to just start trying to teach yourself stuff? Just trying to learn stuff like that was the kind of thing. The next step didn't. I'm just I'm not good at ex exploring sometimes. Which okay. I mean I try to be better now, but I don't know why. Like my friend had a guitar, and then it was like, oh, does that mean I could do this? Cool. Yeah. And so I started learning guitar, but I learned like. Nirvana songs. I learned Smashing Pumpkin songs. You learned stuff. what was. Like, I didn't really write. I mean, I think I'd probably try to write a couple songs here yeah. and there. Um, but then when I, when my, when I kind of was exposed to the punk and hardcore stuff going on in the late '90s, '97 ish. Yeah. 
Uh, that's when I started writing my own songs. It was like, oh, cool, you can actually do this too, my buddies. Like, we'd go and like play and jam and stuff, playing covers. We would yeah. like, write our own terrible songs, but it was. Right. You know, so, but yeah. they're your songs. That's yeah. the, that's the thing. Like that's, I mean, when you write your first ones, that's you can't. Yeah. That's that's the best feeling. No matter how simple they are. Yeah. You know, like the simple three. They can be fun. simple, simple shit, three chord songs that yeah. sound like every other three chord song, but it's yours. Yeah. You know? So I mean, that no, I love yeah, it that. feels. It still like amazes me that I can play a, a chord and I'm right. like, that sounds good. Like, yeah. No, it's still. It's really neat. I no, I, I no, it. I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't have any equipment. I used to just have my bass. Yeah. Still, and I'll sit on my couch and just play it. Yeah. You know, but I'll put my ear right up against it. You know, and I'll listen to it and I'll listen to all that. You know, the resonance yeah. and everything. And, I mean, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. My wife's just like, start a band, you bitch. You know, I'm just like, it's good hard. place to do it. It's hard to when you're 45 hard. and you want to play with other people who probably don't want to tour, who want to just play maybe once every couple months. You know, you don't want to do anything crazy. Hard, yeah, I mean, now people I got kids. People, you know, it's, it's like hard to, yeah, touring. Is, yeah, touring. It's hard. Anything you can't. I mean, I mean, you probably could do pretty decent if you build up a live Facebook following and. We're smart with YouTube. I mean, you could work that angle. It's a lot totally. of effort too. But it's a lot of to effort. Play that it's a lot angle. of work. Yeah, totally. It takes it's time. Yeah. I mean, I've, me doing just this podcast and the stuff that I have to do. I mean, just to keep up what I'm doing, you know, is it's a it takes time. Yeah. It's probably you know? your. I would guess it's one of your main extracurricular activities. If, like, there's a reason why a lot of people don't see me a lot of the times because yeah. I'm trying. I mean, along with this, I'm doing a lot of other things trying to build off of this too. Right. So it's like. I'm trying to I'm trying to broad I, like I started another podcast it's on here it's a it's a 80s sci-fi show that I'm doing with my friend Wester Joseph nice. and we just watch 80s sci-fi movies and talk through talk That's about awesome. it the yeah. whole time so we've done weird science we did alien nation we did uh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai you know, awesome. we did what is like, that one called uh, it's called the uh, uh, WMP's Lo-Fi Sci-Fi Show, right. and it's on my same thing. Actually, my my uh, Power Pops is on iTunes now. Too. Is it now? Okay, good. It well, you can find it. I'll on add there. it to yeah. to my. I have. Yeah. I listen. I do listen to it. Check it out. Just I mean, like, there's a lot of just me crying and bantering about myself. Don't listen to those. <laughs> listen. I don't know. Listen I mean, to I all, listen to, listen I like to Mark where Maron's podcast. I, I listen. Hey, hey! Yeah, I don't fast forward yeah, through right. the first part no, of his right. stuff. I know he's a. Woo. Yeah. He's he's got it down though. He's the best at it. It's been it's been interesting to hear his progression over the years. Right. Like, I happened to. Uh, I had a job where I was driving a lot, like okay. on the road, like get up at five in the morning, drive two hours oh, south, wow, okay. and work eight hours, and then drive two hours back to Gainesville. So, so four hours. That was right dang. when I. That was probably two thousand eight or nine. That was right when like. WTF started, yeah, and when comedy death ray, yeah, yeah, I started. remember that, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just kind of had that dude's like, rich now, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, he's got an empire, dude. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah him and Reggie, they yeah. built some stuff together yeah. with that new show and everything, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big but, podcaster, yeah. Too, so it was bad. funny though, hearing Mark Marin like find his footing because I just, I was yeah. like, oh, I'll listen it to took him a while. Oh, cool, I'll listen to this while I'm driving down the road. Um, and I was like, oh, I remember Mark Maron, like from Conan and like yeah. stand up in the '90s. I was and like, oh, the, he has a podcast, and I was starting to listen to political it. shows. Yeah, and the Air America, the 90s, yep. and uh, and so it was right at the beginning of his podcast, and he didn't even have the format down. 
but you hear him progress. So he's talking through his problems. Yeah. The things he whines about now are different than the things he yeah, whined about true. then. Yeah, yeah, too. But it's been cool to see the progression. Yeah. I mean, I like hearing it because he's had some real, I feel like I've learned some, I do. some I look, that's insightful why I listen. things about myself that's through learn, hearing what he's talking through. Because he throws out a lot of ideas Dude, that I wasn't, hadn't been exposed to. I'm li- what I'm going. It's funny. What I'm going. There's some things right now that I'm going through. Like because I listen to Bill Burr's, yeah. and he's going through the same thing I'm going through right now. He's dealing oh, really? with anger issues and trying to meditate and be more. I haven't listened to his podcast. Calm, See, I like relaxed. him though. He's funny. But Dude, yeah. he got a helicopter license. <laughs> yeah. Like he's incredible. This so he's guy trying is, to. He's trying to. He's got his own show on Netflix. In. F for Family. Have you seen it? It's a it's a cartoon show. It's called F is for Family on Netflix. It got and second season's coming out. Yeah. First one's amazing. It's it's about him growing up as a kid. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. And we're here talking on my podcast about other podcasts. Hey, oh, yeah. I know I could talk about other podcasts. Right? No, <laughs> I don't edit. I don't edit. How long do these? How long do you? How long do these go? However they go, however it feels comfortable. Okay. You know, but no, we'll get. Well, okay, we, we okay. We, you can see we got two podcast nerds now talking <laughs> yeah. about podcasts on a podcast. That should just tell you something. Uh, bad idea, probably of us getting together. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> but um, okay. Going back, you're starting to write songs. What's your first band? My first and only band for a long time was called Life Before. Okay. Well, wait, my my other, that one quick band played the beauty pageant, but then like right after high school. When I started playing with my buddies and kind of getting into the like punk and yeah, hardcore music at the time, uh, we started a band called Life Before, and it was like oh, that's a good name. It was like post hardcore metal. It was like chugga chugga kind of the stuff that was around the '90s, like like Sparta mixed like chugga, like like uh, like, or, or like heavier. Like I listened to like Florida bands like Morning Again, okay. and Culture. Gotcha. Okay, so chugga listened, chugga. Yeah, I never okay. listened to a lot of Earth Crisis, but definitely. The bands I listened to were influenced by Earth Crisis too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like that kind of yeah. stuff, and like the screamy vocals. Snapcasey. Snapcase, yeah, which I love. Yeah, Snapcase, one of my favorites. Yeah. Love um, that band. I haven't listened to them in a dude, long time. I work, I, dude, I work. Dude, I'll, I'll work now. out to that album at that's the gym. A good, that's a good one to work. Are you out kidding there. me? Yeah, yeah. It's like almost better than Pantera's vulgar display <laughs> yeah. of power. I mean, that's, and that's a yeah. good one to work yeah. out to. What else was really? But at the same time, like I could One oh eight shelter. Yeah, yeah. Those 108, guys. Yeah, one oh eight sick. Dude, um, saw them in Tampa. But sick. I kind of like got all of it dumped on me at once because I feel like some people go through a progression of like you find like a minor threat tape and then right. you go, what is this? And you, but I kind of like my buddies already kind of knew about a lot of different stuff. So the band I like interviewed before, Don Z and Tara. Oh, did you? Oh, when he was in town. Yeah, but I, I went to this. I, it, my my it messed up. No. So I lost the recording. Oh, that was cool to see. Him. <laughs> but I got it. I recorded his show. Yeah, and it's on I my. It's show. on the Facebook page. Is it? And it's. But I totally. I feel so stupid. But I actually it got happens. an interview with uh, Kim. Uh, Kim from uh, Jawbox, the bass player. Oh really? Yeah. I I text. I like messaged her on Facebook. Yeah. And, I found and, it, and, I, and she said she would do the show too. So I was like, I'm reaching out Have to some DC people. No, not yet. I'm yeah. waiting until she gets back from the march. She went to the yeah. march today. That's awesome. I found. I feel like I'm jumping all over the place no, here. No, this is what it's about. I found that uh, if you throw something out there to people, like I don't know, like I like I like interviewing people that I find interesting too. Yeah. Uh, or just making a connection with them somehow. Yeah. Not necessarily in a fanboy way 
even though that's probably part of it. Yeah, but, but just more being of able it. to connect with people who you, you admire or whatever. But I found that if you, yeah, if you just put it out there like, hey, you want to talk to me? Then they yeah. might say, sure, why I not? I mean, I told her, I was like, listen, I saw you guys play at the hardback in 1998 yeah. in front of 10 people. There's only 10 people at the Jawbox show at yeah. the hardback. Yeah. You know how fucking stupid that is? Yeah. I saw. Uh, I wish I would have had a video camera for yeah, that right? show. I wish I would have been there. Because there was no, I mean, like, I could have just sat there and walked around the room yeah. freely and made a killer video of the yeah. fucking show. I saw, uh, I didn't get to go to a lot of hardback shows the, the first time it was around, but um, in Val, we would drive down to some shows sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I saw Refuse there. To oh, like, wow. It was like 10 people. Yeah, right? It was like, there was I missed like that show. There. I missed that show. I would work that night. It was like right when show. their last album came yeah. out. And that, the singer, Dennis, said, I remember him saying, like, we broke up last night in Atlanta. Yeah. He's like, like, we're going to finish this tour, but we're done. Yeah. But uh, it was like 10 people. But then, like, once that, but they broke up, and then that album, like, caught on. Killed it. And, yeah. But they, it was they went on tour last year. Oh, now? Oh, they yeah. toured the, they, they're touring the world. They play shows now bigger than, I mean. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw them on YouTube at a festival. They were in front of, like, 100,000 people. What a great, uh, it's funny, though, like, they were this big influence that they, like, They were stopped. a huge influence. They, like, stopped and when they were playing the 10 people at the hardback. They were bigger in Europe, but. Yeah. But, uh, but here in America, they were. Yeah, but yeah. they, but still, like, the shows they're playing now were probably, I mean, anything they do now is bigger than they ever did on their first run. And, and it's, they just and skipped, skipped all the growing part. They the, they're like, we're a lot, done. A lot and they of, jump back in. They're like, they skipped a lot of road work is <laughs> yeah, what they skipped. Yeah. yeah. They skipped like 20 years yeah. of road work. Yeah, right? I mean, they, they toured a lot like, in the 90s to small. The yeah, small, small things. Yeah. But like, they didn't tour like a lot of these bands <laughs> right. that are still around yeah, doing they what they were doing or even before that. Similar with that to drive in. Yeah. Same. Yeah, totally. But, well, it's because uh, they split up and did their own separate yeah. thing. Got all weird. Yeah, and did their that, stuff. I like some of the stuff. And Mars I heard they're getting did. back together. Again. They released a song. They have an album. They coming. did. The song I think is awesome. Really? Okay. I think That's so. No, I'll take your I've word for it. I've debated with one of my buddies about yeah. it, and I, I okay, give it a thumbs up, it and up. he gives it a yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably have to listen to it a few times if you're not quite sure yet. Yeah. But I, that's how I thought about their all their albums myself. Yeah. Because coming from Gainesville, it was definitely that tex that sound yeah. coming out of Texas around that same time like Hot Water Music was working. Around. Yeah, there Texas was coming out with some weird. I mean, that yeah. was weird sounding compared yeah. to Florida. Yeah, that was when you sound. still had more of a regional. Yeah, and it I mean, still exists, but there's but, not as much of a right? regional. But Gainesville's always had a sound that it seems pretty the same in a way. In one. And kind of, it seems to always just it comes because to me. Like you say, Roche Motel, they had an effect, and I think that stayed in such a way that it's affected every other band after them, yeah. probably in a way that it kind of they just stuck with everybody. I'm starting to in think. A, in a way. I'm starting to think. Like, because when people say you're from Gainesville, like, people actually say there's a Gainesville sound. Yeah. And people say that, and in writing the book, we'll get back to my, my own, my band thing yeah, that nobody yeah, yeah. cares about late in a little bit, I guess. But, <laughs> but I think this is interesting. I, this didn't really occur to me until now like right now yeah I mean I wrote this book and when I first discovered Gainesville music hot water music was the big thing happening and so I kind of thought of that of that as the Gainesville sound right but when I moved here and Whiskey and Company was playing and uh, All the, the other draft dudes. was going on I guess then when I moved yeah. to town and then like Hillary's Peters and uh, yeah you moved a, here when there was like a, a more there was 
there was a change in the sound in Gainesville a little bit. Probably, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, right I around, you, you, we're a little prep, a little precipice in the change. Against me, it was already taken off nationally, yeah. so they weren't. So like, there was a different, the, yeah, there was a different yeah. thing happening in Gainesville. Yeah, for sure. Um, but writing the book, I, you know, and a couple people have asked Good me this band. in interviews. Huh? Good band, squeeze. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know Squeeze that much. Great '80s band. If you oh, like I, good, know, I know Squeeze, but not well. I know this, yeah. the good like this. If you want to dance with your lady at home with the candles on, <laughs> with a glass of wine, of course, Squeeze. Like all of his songs are about romance and shit. Like right. it's all about him being in love. It's like Joe Jackson in the early that '80s. Yeah. You know, these guys like just love me, baby. You yeah. know, like Elvis Costello, <laughs> shit like that. You know. Um, I think. Uh, in a couple of interviews, people have asked me about the Gainesville sound since yeah. I wrote this book, and I, people are asking me. It's, I don't know. I feel like a, a fraud in a way because I'm not like Patrick Hughes. So many people know so much more about the Gainesville scene than I do. Right. But but I. Well, you I took wrote the, the see, book. That's, that's I did a, write the book. But you took the time and you, and you put. See, that's the thing. That's that's why. That's why I'm glad somebody did it, and you did it. See, that's the that's the thing. I'm you, a bit, you I'm took a, the time. definitely a fan. That's why. That's why I won't I, ever yeah. say that I'm the most, the best expert of it. But. A fan, to me, a fan is a better person to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's all. I'm gonna say from a fan perspective of music. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather a fan do it because. Because yeah. if some, if a fan's not doing it, I think. I think the other person's gonna. There's a little bit of something else in it for it yeah. instead of the pure love of it. Yeah. So I appreciate that someone who's a fan of it did it because yeah. the love was there, and you could. Yeah. You know, it was I, like... I didn't read it. My wife reads. She read it for me, and I <laughs> looked at the pictures. the pictures. Yeah. yeah. She let nice. me look at the pictures. <laughs> cool. So it was awesome pictures. Are you in any of the pictures? I don't think. I, I I I try not to look at myself in those old pictures because I was really fat. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I have a really very bad body self-image. Yeah. No, I no. I, you mean, I used great. to be a big son of a. Right I used to be a big son of a bitch back in the day. That was like 230, 240 pounds. Yeah. Like when we moved here. Yeah. So, I mean, my biggest was two seventy. So. How tall are you? Six foot. I'm one seventy now. Is big. Yeah. So you were hundred pounds more than you were. Yeah. Good when job. I was twenty, when I was twenty five. 23, 24, yeah. 20 years ago, I was 100 pounds bigger. Wow. Yeah. Um, Thank God for crack. Math. The Gainesville sound, I think, I've said this in a couple interviews, is that I was like, I don't think Gainesville has a sound because there's such a diversity of bands that right. occupies the punk and indie scene kind right. of thing. There have been some bands that rose to the top and kind of like drove, the the, and they, yeah, they yeah. definitely had a big influence on some of the bands that surrounded them at the time, but overall, I was like, I don't think Gainesville has a sound, but now what I'm thinking of, what I was saying a minute ago that kind of just occurred to me, is that maybe it's not necessarily the sound, but Gainesville has a vibe. Yes, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Totally, like, totally, totally. Roach Motel doesn't sound anything like Hot Water Music. Right, and Spoke um, doesn't, and, and Radon Spoke doesn't, doesn't, but, but there's something it, about it's like the, all of them. I don't know if it's like the kind of like laid back college atmosphere you can live here for cheap people making it are very you can be poor and make it you can be poor and make it and there's also uh which helps with songwriting the punk the punk from yeah <laughs> it really does the punk from gainesville is, is ramen less songs cynical are and more 
celebratory in some ways. It than celebrates other punk scenes. I think we celebrate punk rock. Yeah, I think we. And I think. See, that's there. It's more it is fun. People I, are having fun, I even think, if you're yes. angry. Yeah, and we're trying not to hurt one another. Yeah, I think, and, and you're right. I think. See, that's why I keep trying to tell people. Florida has a special. I mean, at least Gainesville has this. We love it. Yeah. We love yeah. it. Yeah. Like people yeah, don't understand. We love it so much. Yeah. It's all in all of us. It's all in the people that work in the law offices. It's in the people that work in the restaurants. It's in the people that work for the city. It's oh, in the people that work. I work at UF, and I'm a I'm not there, a professor. I'm a staff member, and like the people in UF. The people I talk to in my office casually yeah. know. I mean, I work with uh, Harry from Squeaky mm-hmm. and Shells now. Like he's my colleague, there and there's go. other people in the office who who know the guy who sits two cubicles away from me, playing <laughs> in a band with Var in like 1990. We'll like see, it's just go. all over yeah. the place. It's, but um, it, it's in Gainesville. We love it. Yeah. We love it so much we don't fucking move. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Even if we don't go to shows. Yeah, I don't get to go out that. Well, I, I don't. I get to go out when I play a show. Yeah. Or like something like tonight, I'm but out. But we love I mean, it. I have a kid, and I don't get to because go Because we know we can go out yeah. to those shows. And you still see, and, and you, you still have the community. You come here to eat. And yeah. You come here to the P- cool Yeah, we're at the P&G tonight yeah. again. Um, my, my brother-in-law but, uh, works here. Oh, really? Yeah, he'll... He's wearing he a powwow with pops. Oh, nice. Um, back there. And uh, I think uh, I was talking to Pat Hughes, talking to like, the yeah. Gainesville scene here. Some punk scenes in the country... And maybe even in Florida, in the '80s, he's talking about like in bigger cities. It can be it's, it can be more violent. It can be more. There's more kids who I are think, yeah. beat down in, in harsher ways. And a lot, the poor, the poor are is hopeless. different. Yeah, and they, there's not as many people. I think because the population's so large. I think because Gainesville is such a small community. If if it gets bad for anybody, we can support one another. Yeah. And I think in cities, it's so spread out. Yeah. There's there's not a true so, there that's what that's the difference between Gainesville and New York. There's no there's you can't you don't have a true support group, right? And it's not close. Yeah, and it's if you not come like into Gainesville. Within, it's not within two minutes away, yeah. like most of us are. Yeah, it is. You can go if you, you want know, to hang out. It's like two minute. We're all two minute. We, we're all two minutes away from one another. Really, I mean yeah, five I, maybe ten. I don't have to call anybody to go out in Gainesville. Yeah. I can say oh. Uh, I can go. I'm going to go to the Atlantic tonight. I'll and know. I'll see, see people. these people here probably. Right. Or I'll stop by P and G. Like you just kind of you don't have to make plans that way. Yeah. But if somebody does come into Gainesville, going to Publix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey. 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 Um, if somebody does come into Gainesville and they're like trying to fight, or if they're like looking to, I don't know, if they're if they're well, just mean, being mean, a jerk. Mean some people used to we well, used to chase used to, the Nazi skins out of town back in the yeah, '90s. Yeah. I mean, you're not. You're Those not, were I feel like days. you're not going to get too far in Gainesville if, no. you, if you're like that. You know? No, like, yeah, no, 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 no. You are not welcomed here, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe even even at age 45, I pops will make sure you know. That's. I feel like that's <laughs> becoming more of a don't 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 bring the, don't every bring day. don't bring that junk here because this is a, this is I'm the wrong person to. Yeah. I'm the wrong wrong man. You know why I'm the wrong man? Because I'm not. A, I don't own a gun. <laughs> that just shows you how crazy I am. Yeah. You don't mess with West Virginia crazy folks. I'm from the Appalachians. My family's from the Appalachians. You don't do that. It's, 
We do mountain voodoo. You don't want to mess with that junk. Yeah. <laughs> I have a... Uh, well, yeah. My, 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 my great-grandmother was Cherokee Indian. You don't... You know, come on. Yeah. I think I have some <laughs> Cherokee... Well, supposedly. I don't have records, but supposedly I have some Cherokee in my blood. You you might, because, I mean, you're along the Trail of Tears. Valdosta's South Georgia. in that line. Yeah. My family's South Georgia. Or yep. Georgia and... Alabama. Appalachians. Everything yeah. comes down from the Appalachians in this area comes down through Georgia into Florida. Yeah. I mean, I, most likely. Um, Valdosta and a band. <laughs> yeah. We'll go back Go to back that. to that now? Yeah, okay. we're going to go back there. We're going to jump around. So I started, uh, I didn't start it, but my, me and my friends were in this band life before. And Jonathan Cootie actually was the first drummer in that band. Oh, wow. And he was playing, if you can imagine, Cootie playing drums in a... <laughs> Hardcore chugga chugga band. Yeah. <laughs> he still he still had another band playing very poppy like catchy punk yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then this was like his side band. We we like smacked. Did he do duty. blast beats and stuff, or was he? No, he he kept it pretty solid. It wasn't like blast beats. It was more like it was just like a solid yeah, foundation. Yeah, solid foundation yeah. behind. Yeah. What None you of guys us were doing, doing anything too crazy. Right, you know? right, I was right, just right. Going, He was just building a bass. Yeah, yeah. You guys were going on. Yeah. Right. And then actually, uh, <laughs> Nick, the bass player for Blood Shovel, played in my band. Oh shit! Life before too. We played a lot. Of, we played a lot of shows together. Yeah. Thank you. And um, we did that for a couple years. We didn't. We played in Valdosta. We played at Planet Ten mm-hmm. a lot. That's where. That's actually where we always played Valdosta. Okay. And uh, we played one like hardcore festing in Tallahassee. Tell. So for people that don't know, tell them about Planet Ten. Uh, Planet Ten was a small uh, punk venue in Valdosta in the late '90s. My friend Kevin Miley, and uh, and also in Brick Rosenbaum, who has passed away, they ran it together. Um, he committed suicide in 2000, 2001. Did he really? Wow. Um, he was an he was an awesome dude. Yeah. Um, still connected with Kevin. He lives in Atlanta. Okay. Um, they started Planet Ten. And as just a DIY, I think that's where we played. Maybe, yeah, maybe that so. Because it had it. a warehouse. Yeah, yeah, that it was, was a, it. It was next to a flower yep, shop. Yep, 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 yep. That's yeah. where we played. Yeah, it was like the the metal siding. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's exactly where we yeah. played. There's a picture of us. Someone took a picture from up top of us, and we're like a crow's nest shot. Yeah. And it, you could see the my big fat back with yeah. my bass, like. Rah, rah. I was, I was sure I was there. Yeah. I was at just about every show. That's there. funny. And um, small world. I know. And uh, and so plan, it was awesome because Kevin was smart enough to book. Um, this is like yeah, this is like right when I got into punk, and it was like oh, there's a venue for me to go watch the bands. But he would book the bands that were traveling up and down I-75 right. that were coming to the hardback, which is smart. Yeah, so he would get them on their way or on the way back up because it's a good stop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little break from there. Yeah, it's a little break. I mean, it's a, it's a and chill. Everybody about Austin town. was really stoked to see a band. Exactly. I that think, t- I think dude, some of the bands liked it because they were like, I love "Oh wow, you. really? You guys are this much into this?" Dude, when we played there, I swear to God, we played that pizza, Vinny's or v, what was yeah. the pizza place? Vinny's, yeah. Vito's, Vito's. Yeah, good pizza. I loved it. I got fucking shit hammered there. Yeah. So fucking wasted. <laughs> So wasted I didn't drive home, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, that, I mean, everybody there was so fucking nice and stoked and, and 
and, and, and appreciative. Yeah. That you were just playing music. Yeah. It didn't it matter just, what it was. It didn't. They were just glad that you were there to have a good yeah. time, and that you were having a good time yeah. too. It was they, a cool they were making scene. sure they were. You were having fun. Are you doing okay? You need anything? Yeah. You know, like people were totally. Yeah. What do you need? You know, you need a beer. Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I got I got to see a lot of the cool bands. That so must have been really fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Growing up it. in a scene as excited and not as crowded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, a, it's it's a different it's a di- different vantage point I would think than a lot of people would get to see in towns because I grew up yeah. in Sarasota so the scene was bigger yeah but it was spread out yeah it, it was, was very same, spread out yeah there was one venue there'd be house shows occasionally I guess but it was one venue and the same people would be at like every show yeah see this was time. like it was different yeah because it'd be like one show would be in Bradenton. And be like Bradenton kid mixed with Sarasota kids, yeah. and maybe some Tampa kids will come down. Yeah. And then you go down to Venice, because I was in Sarasota, so I'd go to Venice. Like, you know, everything was within like 30, 45 minutes away. Yeah. So all these places. So Venice, you would just get South Sarasota, Venice kids, and maybe some South Bradenton kids, but nobody in North Bradenton would ever go way down. You know really? what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it was such a weird. So you had, yeah. It was so weird scenes in Sarasota. It was very. It was very segregated. Like, there were, like, separate skinhead gangs. There were, like, separate skin, like, punk rock kids that hung out with certain punk rock girls, but then some of the girls would intertwine with other punk rock groups. Yeah. You know, and then there was these skate kids <laughs> here. But, like, we'd all see each other. Yeah. But it wasn't like Gainesville. See, that's the thing why I loved about Gainesville is, like, here it's okay if you don't see somebody in a long time. And you see him, it's like as if you didn't see the uh, no time pick has passed. Up. Yeah, you pick you up where you pick left up off. You, and I think everyone here has that attitude, and it's good at that. So. Yeah. You know, we're really good because we're used to people traveling through, and we wait a year and see him again. Yeah. And we see him, you know, every year for eight years, yeah. nine years. Yeah. And it's like this family. Yeah. So it's like we're used to that with one another. We can do that. We can not see each other for like three or four months here in town and then walk around and just, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Great to see you. Yeah. And there's no weirdness. There's none of that shit. You know, yeah. it's not like, dude, who are you? Yeah. And I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I have to go. Like, I mean, there's definitely been times You don't where feel I, pressure to go out and yeah, yeah. show your face. Yeah, I mean, probably when I first moved to town, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss this cool show. I really want right. to go. I, I came here for grad oh, dude, school. Totally. So I was in grad school when I first moved here. Come to school for journalism. Really? Yeah. That's exactly that. Wow. <laughs> Picture me, stupid. Well, no. I mean, I mean. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I still don't really know what I want to do with my life. It seems like I, you do. I don't know. There's a lot of punk scenes that probably would love to be written about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you this could, is the one I knew the most about. This. I mean, that's the fun part about learning about other ones. Yeah, that's true. You know what like I mean? Eight like years learning about this one. Exactly. Out, I mean, you could, that's like you have you yeah. got a lifetime, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean that's I mean that's like that's why I started doing this because like like I'm going to New York again this year. Like every year I'm going to do a podcast tour. Oh really? Yeah. Every month. How long do you go to New York? I'm up there for six to seven days. Okay. And I'll be staying in Brooklyn. Yeah. I already have all my interviews set up. Nice. With all my people, like I got John Eaton. And Todd Campisi, yeah, you know the old school dudes from Gainesville. Yeah, um, I got uh, Adam Volk, 
you know, he's doing his restaurant and stuff mm -hmm. now. So like a lot of ex Gainesville people. I did last year. I did Andy Perez, uh, James Glade, who was in Aspen's Russ. Aspen's yeah. Russ, <laughs> exactly. And uh, and uh, but uh, yeah. So it's like I, I got to interview Mike Contreras, a couple other people, saying like everybody's doing something. So it's yeah. kind of cool. And they're all doing something artistic, and they're yeah. all doing something that's that they love and is yeah. uh, and they're. Um, they're 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 willing to share their time and their their story and, and like all that stuff you yeah. know and they're not and they're not think you know they're they're just wanting to share it and they're wanting to talk about art yeah with me which is cool you know which makes me feel good because it's like this is this is this for me is is I'm trying to show I, I'm trying to get people to see like what you were doing with the book I'm trying to open scenes up yeah like that yeah. but through through voice yeah you know and, yeah. and trying to get people to see the people in the scene like like people try to do on TV shows or reality shows but this is real this is yeah, like you get to we're, know, we're, you we're know, getting to yeah, know who you really are yeah. you know and, and, and that's what I want I want people to know who you are as a person and because usually that's what people can hear and see what makes you an artist yeah that's what that's what makes you as an artist you yeah. know that's your persona the way you carry yourself your attitude the, the love that you have for music the respect that you have for music yeah. you know those are very important things that as 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 I, to me as a, some, a, a lover of art that is important is that you respect all the arts yeah. You know, and oh, you yeah. have a big respect for, and you show them respect because they're so important for people. Music is one of my most important things in my life. I listen to music. I mean, I'm a janitor, so I get to listen to music seven hours a day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. And I do it. God damn, I do it. I because I love it, and Podcast I go home too, or just music at work. Mostly music, some some podcasts, maybe yeah. an hour or two of podcasts, yeah. and then the rest music. Yeah. But always podcasts. But I get an hour or two of podcasts every day. I mean, I listen to Steve Austin's. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Dude. Good. Amazing. Yeah. Holy shit! Some of his interviews he's done. I'm kind of looking for some new dude, stuff. So maybe check I'll, out all Steve right. Austin. All right. He's he is way more left than you think he is. Right. Yeah. Like he's he's all show. That's good. He's yeah, all I, show. I like that. He's a Texas boy. That's all. He's yeah. he's super left. Yeah. I mean, he's like Dusty Rhodes. You know what I'm finding out? Like, wrestlers are way more liberal than what we think they are. Yeah. Because they're tr they're artists. They, yeah. They are. They yeah. put on performers, shows. They're performers. Yeah. yeah. They, they do, they do, they do soap operas. They're in shape. They're artists. in shape artists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and who hurt themselves for yeah. our pleasure. Yeah. You know? I mean, for some yeah, reason, you know what I mean? Like, there's an artistry there. So if you, like, if you watch some of the podcasts with some of these guys, like, I've watched interviews with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. All these, guys. these guys are very fucking sensitive monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are guys who, you know, who, who get hurt. And, like, you, Steve Austin, these guys, like, these, these are real human beings that you can tell have parts of artists. Right. Even though they're, like, physical specimens that are, like, beasts that you yeah. wouldn't think would but have that in it, but yeah. they're softies, man, yeah. and that's what that's what uh, pulls me towards a lot of those dudes like that, you know, that's why, I mean, like, that's why I started listening to Steve, the first time I listened to one of the podcasts is he was, had it on with his wife, and she was just like, you're full of shit, yeah. you know, just totally calling him out the whole time, he's like, you're right, you know, yeah. like, just totally, you know, and he plays it right, he's, yeah, super hot, check I that like one that. out, Yeah, but, 
Zarek, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'll keep talking. Okay. He's going to go grab a beer real quick. As he's grabbing that beer, I'm going to say we got some other good stuff coming up for y'all pretty soon. Like I said, I am working on getting some really good interviews going. And this is a really amazing one. I'm glad it's going well. He had to get a brew, but that's all right. I'm not going to hold him too much longer. Um, hopefully, I'll get him finished up pretty soon. It won't be too bad. I don't want to keep him too late. It is, he's got a kid. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, I have the, uh, I got the bass player from Jawbox, Kim Coletta, coming up soon. Uh, she's at the Million Woman March today. Uh, actually, we have a lot, I'm gonna make a call, uh, shout out to all the ladies from Gainesville who are up in DC right now uh, at the march. Thank you so much for uh, doing what you do. We appreciate you. Uh, also, I wanna put a shout out to uh, No Dapple, uh, uh, fighting against the Dakota Pipelines. Uh, if you guys can help out, it's very cold out there. They're also, uh, uh, they need some help, they need some supplies for all those people out there that are uh, protecting the water rights of uh, the people of Oklahoma. Please do what you can. Uh, and Matt's back and his bear, and we're gonna get back into it. That's all right. Okay. I was just doing little shouts out every week. I do something for the North Dakota Pipeline. Nice, yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't been able to talk to the young lady, but I've gotten in, uh, I'm going to interview uh, the young lady who's been cooking for them. Wow. Her name's Tink Young, and um, she's super busy, and I'm waiting for, for all this. Hopefully, we could figure this out, and maybe yeah. I could get the interview with her, but she said she That's would awesome. do an interview with me, because I really would like to get a lot of the, what was going on during yeah. this whole ordeal. Right. And uh, what better than the cook? You know, the person who's feeding everybody to tell you what's going on. Because yeah. they're the ones that probably hear, hear most of the stories. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I was just throwing that out there. It's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to give you too much longer. It's 10 o'clock. Okay. Um, I just got you out here. We pretty much met each other tonight. Uh, we have a lot of, <laughs> yeah. we have we have a lot of similar interests, it seems. Uh, it's funny you say Hot Water Music. I'm, I was their roadie their first row. Yeah, you, I know that that's you my, knew that's, them. Oh, like, that's my... Like, kind of grew up with them. Yeah. No, no, I didn't grow up with them. I met them in Sarasota when I was 22. Okay. They were 18, around that age. I was working at a restaurant, and George uh, knew one of the other uh, busboys that I worked with. This my buddy Josh Frank. Puppy was his nickname. <laughs> uh, he drove a forerunner with a really nice stereo in it. We used to drive around and listen to Pantera and stuff. And helmet, it was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, good days, good days. And uh, and uh, so George and them would come and eat fried ice cream because it was a, like a Tex-Mex restaurant, yeah. huge Tex-Mex restaurant. And they'd come during the middle of the day and hang <laughs> yeah. out with Josh, and they'd eat fried ice cream and they just hang out. And that's yeah. how I met those guys. Right. And then the next time I saw them was at uh, I ran in. I met Kevin, Chuck, uh, George. And someone else, it was Helmet and Faith No More, the Midlife Crisis Helmet Meme Time Tour. Yeah. It was in Tampa. And I ran into them at the pit, and I, <laughs> me and Chuck saw each other, and then, oh, hey, we know Sarasota, all right. And we hung yeah. out, and then we just ended up hanging out in Sarasota 
And then I just latched on to them like a assist, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> like I was like, these guys are cool. Guys. Well, no, it's like at the time, like they had just got out of like drug rehab and stuff. Like their Sarasota is really weird about this stuff. Like if your parents caught you smoking weed, they like put you in drug rehab. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's some of that. You have to go to too. you have to do a twelve step program, go to Crit Church and all that yeah. stuff, right? So they had to do that. A couple of them had to do that. They're all pretty straight edge. I was the only one that was drinking at the time. And I just met them, and I was into a lot of drugs and stuff like that at the time, and not not a really good place. And they just seemed like a really like a, these seemed like a more positive All right. area yeah. for me to put my attention mm-hmm. and for friends, you know. So I kind of just stopped hanging out with the people I was hanging out with because I wasn't getting me anywhere. It was getting me a lot of bad places, yeah. and I started hanging out with them, and they just let me hang out with them. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. You know, and they let me hang out with them more than they had to. And they weren't the, they weren't a band yet. No, they, they weren't, weren't a band yet. No, not even close. Yeah. They were just hanging. young teenagers yeah. hanging out. Yeah. And you know, they had other friends. It was a great times, you know. And then they moved up here before me and I moved up a couple months after and we did the tours and we did all that stuff and then I screwed it up. <laughs> and then somebody else took over. Yeah. Yeah, I messed up. Yeah, how long totally. did you do? How long did you ready for? Uh, just a couple years. Yeah, the first few years, the, the toughest ones. Yeah, the cheapest, the cheapest, poorest ones. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get the, to it. No, I drew. I, we were it was five of us in the Astro van driving across the country with yeah. no air conditioning during yeah. the summer. Black lung. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. I sat on. A, I sat on a drum case for a month. Yeah. With pillows. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty much crippled after that tour. It was pretty bad. But yeah, no, it was the, it was amazing. It was it was it was the greatest thing I ever experienced. You got to see Outwater Music play every night. It was the greatest experience of my life. Yeah, it's they're still to this day my favorite band. Yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, I don't. The studio. Are you I'm kidding me? So happy. I mean, I can't wait I, to hear it. I mean, I don't think they realize like I, I, I'm I, I'm you know George was the best fan of my wedding. They're my friends and stuff, but they just uh, I don't think they still quite get how much their band. <laughs> yeah. Not them. Not them personally, but just their band means yeah. to me. You know, fuck you guys. Just your band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love Hummer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just they're my favorite. You know, and 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 I could never not love that band. And uh, and it's not because I went on tour with them or anything else like that. I could have never have seen them if you started playing their music for me now. After never hearing them, I would fall in love with them. I know I would. Yeah. Well, talking about, like, art and the core of what drives somebody and stuff, it's like, I always, it, some of this stuff I just realized in the past, like I said before, like, just the past few years, because I feel like I could be a little more self-aware about things. Right. But um, I've, I've discovered that what I'm attracted to a lot of times is what seems to me, anyway, to be really genuine. Right. It doesn't have to be, oh, this sounds like this it has to be this genre right. or it has to be this thing or whatever yeah. if it sounds like it's genuine and from a from a real sincere. place it really like gets me going like I really get into it like yeah. I don't well, know that's, if you that's, like yeah. the one thing that's happening now is um, and I don't know his music all that well I've listened to it and I like it but Sturgill Simpson yeah have you seen did you see him I've on, seen some I saw um, I, didn't, I don't have cable so I didn't see it live yeah. but I watched the videos of him on Saturday Night Live last weekend. Yeah. And he, like, it was like the most real, energetic rock thing that you've seen. That I've yeah. seen on SNL in I don't know how long. Since the Dead Kennedys? Just, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, it's like, that's awesome. Or since Fear? He's just, yeah, he's just like, 
Yeah. Out there rolling it. Yeah. Um, so that's anyway, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's what. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's it. This it's is challenging. Yeah. The system. Yeah. A bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little edge to it and still does what it needs to. But no. Uh, but, water music is. I think was is was is and was like that too. Yeah. Really, just like. But you can tell they're giving it 100 yeah. percent of and uh, everything they have yeah. whenever they're out there. Yeah. Totally. And uh, I think we'll end on that. So you feel good about this? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, you, thank you. Do you feel okay about it? Everything? You, <laughs> yeah. you don't feel weird about anything you said? No, I don't think I revealed anything. I don't too, think so uh, Too controversial. No, I think you're pretty good. Yeah. I don't think we'll be we'll be all right. And we're just at 55 minutes, so okay, actually, so I think this is going to be my hundredth episode. Hey, awesome! I have a hundred a hundred episodes. That's awesome. That's a lot. Good job. I'm kicking around 4,500 listens, and the over a year and a quarter. Now I, it's on iTunes. I will have it in my Please, OB list. Pass it, it on car. if yeah. you could. You know, yeah. just say if it's you awesome. want to listen to an idiot hick who doesn't know what he's talking about, this is the show to listen to. It's <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I'm I'm down with it. For awesome. Sure. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I really appreciate Thanks you coming out me. and taking your time away from your family. I know you got a family <laughs> at home and I appreciate you coming out and doing that for me. Thank you. I really do. It was good getting yeah. to know you better. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you. And guys, don't forget to check out Gainesville Punk, History of Bands and Music by Matt Walker. And that they could find that. Any uh, Era's Aim has them. The Fest website has them. And if anybody if you online, want to go corporate, you can go Amazon. I've got, I've got people that listen in China and South Amazon America. Amazon is probably the best okay. place. All of you in South America and China, if you want to know anything. Or in Europe, anybody's listening out there who wants to know anything about Gainesville scene from 1980 to 2006? Six-ish, yeah. Six-ish. <laughs> uh, just a little small part of the Gainesville music scene, too. It's not, it's it's not, it's a very small part. There's more going on. Yeah, there's way the more. That's, it's, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's way bigger, it's but it's just a little cross-section. So check it out. Anything else you need to push? Um... No, I mean, no? The, the book, uh, I play in a band called Orbiter. If you live in town, Please? come see us play. Okay, and you guys are on Facebook? Do you guys have a Facebook yeah, page yeah. or anything? Uh, SoundCloud page or any music no. pages? Oh, there's a band camp. We're, okay, working, band on camp? We're working on recording an album Okay. Uh, right now. And actually, our new our new bass player is Ed DeMarco, who works here. He's okay, not here awesome. tonight. Yeah, no, I know Ed. Yeah, yeah, totally. I've interviewed him, but he was hungover. He didn't have a good interview. He was, <laughs> like, he was like, we'll have to do that again. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, uh, no, thanks yeah, again for know. doing this, man. Uh, I appreciate you so much. And everybody out there, please watch out for one another. Take care of one another. Uh, if you have a bad day and do a friend bad, just say sorry and move on. Uh, don't Expectations can mess up a day and assumptions can do as well. Uh, as you could say, after today, we're moving on to a new uh, era here in America. And I would just have to tell you all out there, don't put up with no shit. That's all I gotta say. And motherfuckers, put your guns down. Alright, y'all, have a good night. Deuces. <laughs>